start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Uh, 144. 144. I said it. I didn't need your help. Uh, Episode 144. Tom's here helping out tonight. Glad to be here in the studio. Happy to have you. And so what are we talking about? I'm just joking. I'm just joking, Nick. You're here, too. Nick's here. Yep. So what are we talking about, Frank? Uh, Post-rut. We've been talking. We talked early season. We talked middle of the season, like pre-rut action. We talked... Full blown rut action last week, and now we're going to talk a little post rut. Season's cooling down. We're kind of getting to the end of our archery season, beginning a rifle season, and uh, how we go about things in that little time frame there. Yeah, and I think this is kind of uh, it's going to be tough because we all have theories, but most of us don't kill like in that. I guess more like, and we never really got the chance to bow hunt post rut in yeah. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, New York we do. Which yeah, is we nice. talked about it. Last week, how we just got extended a week of our archery season in PA. Like you said, we've been able to do it in New York, but not yeah, in I feel PA like most of the last year. Most of the references we'll be making here will be in relation to our New York hunting, just mm-hmm. because um, we haven't been able to do it. Yeah, in PA. past history, it seems like rut's just ramping up in PA, and then you're, you know, we cut get off. thrown out of the woods. Yeah. So um, I know for me, uh, especially up in New York, um, there's a lot of ag fields up there, and by this time of year, all of that stuff's cut. Um, and that's why we believe it's so important to make sure we have um, late fall, early winter food on our property because once that rut's over, um, you know, in that time period, bucks really only care about one thing, and that's the does, and that's breeding, and they don't care about anything else. They've been running ragged for a long time. You know, they're malnourished, they're tired, and they're back on food big time. So, yeah, they need to try to get a little bit of bulk back on them for winter. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're hunting in the mountains, I don't know exactly, uh, I, don't, I can't really tell you much about that. Like, Yeah, and, I can't speak on that at but all. But for, if you've got food on your property, that's the best chance for me to see deer at that time. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're almost back to being patternable again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think not so much for like during our rifle season because like we don't have much of a break between the two. So they don't really quite get back into that full blown pattern before they get blown up by a million rifle hunters in PA. But later on in the season, like towards late season, they get wicked patternable again. Yeah. Back to like summer pattern, not the same pattern, but as easy to follow as that. Yeah. And that's one thing I feel like I've, I've never had like great luck in late season. And I don't know if it's just a lack of that good food. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know like Tom and I like to, we really like to have radishes or turnips, uh, on the property. And if I've heard of guys and I want to consider doing this, but they, 
if you get a snow, they'll actually try and clean the food plot off. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you get two foot of snow, you know, it's a lot harder for the deer to eat them. Yeah. And I've, um, what heard are they of, doing to clean it off. Shovel. It's yeah. A lot of shovel. Plow, probably, a lot of shovel. probably like plowing it a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if people are doing this, you know, in our area where we do get two, three foot of snow. Yeah. They're probably um, doing it. Yeah. Maybe five, six inches. Like a light powder where you could hit it with a leaf blower. Yeah. yeah. Even then, like the deer are going to dig through that. So, yeah. But, but I mean, we like we've three get, feet of wet, heavy shit. Yeah, and then you get yeah that one day that warms up a little bit and turns mm-hmm. it into ice. Yeah, you know, uh, it makes it it does make it hard for the deer to uh, to eat. So mm-hmm. if you've got a spot where the deer can eat, it's going to be hot. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, I think if I'm Tom, you're one of the few. Um, I guess I have a muzzleloader buck. Um, I've never killed a muzzleloader buck. So I want to turn the table over to Tom here. Um, what are you doing? late season for because i like you've gotten two with your muzzle loader i've got one with a flint lock and two with an inline okay so walk me through what are you doing uh same thing uh every single deer i have shot in the late season has either been over food or on the way to food actually two were on food one was on its way to food um, but like Nick said, those bucks, they run ragged in during November. I think it's something ridiculous. Like they can lose up to 25% of yeah, their full body that's, weight. I think that's so if a buck's, what, 200, a big mature buck's 200 pounds, 25%, that's 50 pounds. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in, a, in like a two-week span. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't eat. They All they do is run. All the, And like you'll see a buck running and their tongue's hanging out. They're breathing heavy. They look like they're about to freaking die. Yeah, so and it's kind of unfortunate that they lose all of their body weight right before the harsh winter. <laughs> yeah, so you think like, Mother Nature would have changed that up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so they obviously have to really bulk up from mid to late November to mid-December. They have one month before winter's really in mm-hmm. full swing, so they're just going to be eating, eating, eating. Um, so corn, I like to hunt corn, um, beans, standing beans. If you're lucky enough to have standing beans in late November, early December, turnips, radishes, any fall foliage, something that's like heavy substance. Mm-hmm. I'm not focusing on clover fields. Yeah. Um, but yeah, turnips, radish, beans, corn. Yeah. If I can find standing corn, I'm all about that. And then even when it shifts from, you know, towards winter to middle of winter when you have you know two feet of snow really the only thing that's exposed is corn or browse like Mm -hmm. back in the woods like just the ends of twigs and whatnot they actually eat that quite a bit Mm -hmm. but i just they'll dig through some snow to get down to the turnips and radishes but they're not i've never i haven't personally had success hunting three feet of snow over a Mm-hmm. turnip field but corn on the other hand yeah i think if you get like a good melt because we a lot of times we'll get a good melt in january i think then it would be very productive oh big time to do that because they can actually get at that stuff now that the snow's gone before they get hammered again with another two feet of snow they can really get in there and do some damage on that stuff and this is a great well i mean it's always important to stay in tune with the weather and know what's coming up 
Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can catch where there's going to be, it's it's going to be calm, but there's a wicked storm coming, say at nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. That is a great time to hunt a field edge. I don't know how the deer do it without the internet, but <laughs> they know when a storm's coming. Mm-hmm. And if there's a storm coming, Probably you can know, feel it in their knees. Yeah, probably. But if there's a storm coming, you know, just, you know, a couple hours after dark, they're going to hit those fields early, fill up as much as they can, and then hunker down mm-hmm. and weather the storm. Yeah, I definitely, I love hunting right before a storm. If we're supposed to get a good storm, even like the following morning, I love hunting fields that night. That's some of the, like, I, I don't think I've ever killed like a nice buck, but you're always going to have a ton of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen 50 plus deer mm-hmm. on nights like that. Yeah, me too. So, what about you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, I hunt pretty darn hard through like October, November. Well, it doesn't and, show. You don't kill a whole lot. Mm, debatable. I've been on a dry spell. Uh, We've all been there. But uh, I just. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky it's not a video podcast. <laughs> um, I lose a little bit of momentum come late season. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm not a fair weather hunter. I wouldn't say that. It's just I go You've been from grinding hard. It's, I hunt at least usually five days a week. You know, for a couple months. And yeah, then, Tom doesn't get the luxury because he doesn't hunt most of the season because he works until five o'clock. But you and yeah. I have real jobs, and yeah. we can hunt pretty much every day. So by the time late season comes, um, I still bit. hunt every week, <laughs> but I just don't get out as much as I could be. Yeah. Um, and part of that, I think, too, is the fact that, like, by that time, it's getting dark at, like, four thirty, five o'clock, mm-hmm. and I only get, like, an hour of light after work. Um, and hour's better than no hours. Yeah. And this wasn't always the case, but last year, with the winter we had, I didn't get any time to hunt because i was mm-hmm. working seven days a week yeah i was the 12 hours way. a day i don't think i went out but like two or three times in yeah the well you and because... i you and i basically the weather controls our jobs in the winter time yeah for sure so both of us if you're if you're busy at work i'm busy at work yeah and frank and i pretty much stayed lived at the garage for mm-hmm. a couple about a month or so straight i it's like every day yeah we had quite we had a super timid December it was you know January was just brutal yeah, yeah just as soon as like after the new year it was like January 2nd we got a storm and we got snow every single day in January it was a nightmare I was out of buck tags by then <laughs> <laughs> um but for me when I, if I do get the chance to get out um like on if I get a weekend or whatever um I I, I love big cornfields um mm-hmm. ones that mostly cut um, but like have some stalks and patches. Mm-hmm. I, I like stuff like that. So you can shoot a long ways. Um, and then even I love taking a gun for a walk through a thicket too. I'm that's, all about that. Uh, and I don't think that's, that's something one of my we, favorite we haven't mentioned that yet. Um, but that's one of my favorite ways to hunt that late season, especially it's so damn cold. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're sitting in a lock on or a ladder or something, I don't care what you do. You sit there for very long. It's going to get cold. Yeah. Um, I have not figured out the uh, the science behind staying warm, sitting for ten hours. When it's uh, what are those body zero, suits called? The IWOMs. 
that oh yeah I, uh scott thompson's yeah, he big talked fan about those he said they're freaking sweet so maybe that would stop me from doing it but i actually enjoy it i love mm-hmm. you know taking the old gun for a walk you know walk a little while sit down find a log mm-hmm. and just kind of still hunt through the day mm-hmm. and um I've had many opportunities to shoot like does doing that. I've never killed anything doing that, but that's, I do really, really enjoy mm-hmm. that style of hunting too. I've killed does. I had, I missed an opportunity at a buck last year doing it. Uh, I like kind of saw where I wanted to get to, to see something. Mm-hmm. And I went about five steps too far and he jumped up. If I would have stopped a little bit shorter and looked around a little bit i probably would have been able to pick him out because he was only 40 yards in front of me but i just went a little too far and yeah it's that's one of them grass is always greener yeah it was a real nice buck it it wasn't a giant but it was 125 inches probably when i'm doing that i always think if i just get to that tree you Mm -hmm. know just like a little bit further i always try to not do that when i'm doing that type of hunting i try to never have a destination in mind just because i've been burned doing exactly what i just said you go just a little bit too far trying to get to this one spot if you just slowly pick your way not i mean you're obviously paying attention to what's going on ahead of you but you're not like okay i gotta get to that tree then i'll look around i gotta get to this spot then i'll look you want to be looking as if every step every step step. is where you're stopping and looking and yeah that's a good point it's a it's annoying to do and while you're doing it it's like this is stupid like i'm i'm wasting I'm not a lot gonna of time miss anything. yeah it might yeah. if, if i take 10 steps and not look then it's not gonna hurt anything but i've been hurt a bunch of times doing that so yeah because you just don't know where in that 10 steps that's gonna happen yeah exactly so i, I it's, it's definitely a lot of fun to hunt that way i love doing it in the late season and even in rifle season yeah i think that's the my favorite way to hunt um with snow on the ground um, yeah because you can move tracks. so quiet like, like yeah it, if you get fresh powder you can move dead silent and you paying attention to wind when you're doing that mm-hmm. yeah walking into the wind mm-hmm. as much as you can i mean it, if you walk all day there's no way that you can be in perfect yeah wind direction all the time or um, like sometimes like if i see something or if i get on a nice track i'll follow a track and then i might not be perfect with the wind at all times because they're going to meander around but uh Again, you just got to keep your head up and always looking ahead and make sure you aren't doing something in addition to not having the wind in your favor if it's not at that particular time. I'd also, I don't seem um, to get winded or uh, to like, yeah, get winded by deer as much in -hmm. the winter. And I think it has something to do with what I talked about a couple weeks ago with the heat of the candles. Yeah. I, I believe when it's that cold, I don't think your scent travels as far mm-hmm. as um, it does when it's warmer. Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm paying attention to wind. Um, but I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. How often do you guys get like deer blowing during rifle season at you? Not often. Now that I think of it, not often. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like I just, it always, it happens a lot in archery season. And then, but it's forty degrees warmer. Exactly, and I, I, I think there's some science to that. I don't, I've never read anything on it, but like I said, I, I correlate it to the same thing with the candle. Mm-hmm. Heat always amplifies scent. You know, the yeah. warm apple pie and everything. Like, um, I think cold does the exact opposite. So mm-hmm. I, I personally don't believe that 
the wind direction is as important as it is with archery, mm-hmm. but I still do pay attention to it. Yeah. I mean, um, you always want to keep as many things in your favor as possible. Yeah. But, but like I, you said, I, if I get on a good track, I'm, I'm not just going to skip out on it because the wind's not exactly perfect, but yeah. it's still something you want to pay attention to. Or if like you, you're on that track and you see he's like kind of looping around something and you're like, oh, I can kind of go this way and get back on his track and kind of keep the wind in your favor, then do that. But for the most part, uh, I don't I, think it's as hurtful in the winter. Yeah. I, it's really nice after you know it snew, you knew, snew. <laughs> you knew it snowed uh, the night before. Cause it's just easier to tell with tracks and yeah. stuff. I have sometimes have a hard time um, picking like fresh versus old in snow. Mm-hmm. If there's been no, no recent snow. snowfall, it's tough. Um, one thing I have noticed is fresh tracks seem to have like, even if it hasn't snowed in days, fresh tracks seem to have like snow kicked up around it. Like mm-hmm. you can see little snowflakes and stuff where old tracks it's, even though it hasn't snowed in days, that stuff settles. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm looking for is, yeah. If there's like a little bit of mud, if the ground that it hit right there was kind of muddy, you'll see like little in brown front of the track or behind the track. There's yeah. Little speckles of mud or something. And, yeah. But if it's been there for a while, you'll notice that they're sunk in, they're or sunk gone. in or yeah. And the sharpness of the track. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if it's frozen. Yeah, like the, a deer's hoof there is like pointed at the tip. But as, you know, time wears on and those tracks get more worn and melt and freeze, those points tend to get more Less profound, rounded yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Start to look just like holes in the ground. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, what, do you, uh, you do much of the walking and still hunting? Tried it once last year. Could have shot a bunch of doe. That's it's yeah. It's usually I, pretty good for shooting does. Yeah, I actually I ended up videotaping a ton of does last year doing that. I there's this one. You'll, I know both of you have seen it. We have the right on the edge of the swamp. There's a a hemlock that grows at like a ninety out of the bank and then up. Yeah. I stand right on that thing and just lean up against the tree there, mm-hmm. and it's. I saw I think like six does just standing there, and the only mm-hmm. reason I didn't shoot it or shoot any of them is because I was by myself and didn't feel like handling it. Like it would be in the swamp. Yeah. I was like, "Mm." I'm like, could it be done? Yeah. But I'm not going to do it for a doe. Yeah. Like a buck. It was a nice buck. Hell yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't about to do that for a doe. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. If you were up on the field edge, hundred yards from the truck, maybe, but back in the swamp. Yeah. My probably not. My truck was way up at the cabin. So it's, I, we've, I would like to clock that sometime and see what that, distances but i i bet you it's got to be close to a mile to go like around the perimeter of the road oh yeah what, what do you think tom yeah ish yeah i like maybe i'll do that on on x i've always been curious because we've had to do that walk a bunch multiple of times. times and it always seems to take longer than what you think it should Mm-hmm. but uh you guys got anything else for late season no that's about it i don't wear steel toes tried that yeah been there nick used to nick did that for a long time like yeah. an idiot well i was you know broke and didn't have like <laughs> my mud boots i got you know last christmas had been you know already worn out or whatever so Full the only, holes yeah the only boots i had were you know leather you know loggers but then you started the podcast and really started raking in the dough and now you can afford a nice pair of insulated boots <laughs> no yeah that's exactly it um yeah but uh yeah, don't wear steel toes. Yeah, that's a dumb idea. I'm trying to think. So next week, the next 
release of the podcast, the season will have already started. But we'll have to record. Dad should be home next week, so. Ooh, Maybe so we do like a little Alaska. Alaskan adventure. Yeah, he should be home. I mean, you never yeah, know. Yeah, Alaska is one of them things. You right? never know if you're going to get out on time or not. So No. Um, yeah, that'll be exciting. Um, I guess we can give a little spoiler, and I'm just going to say that they had a hell of a season up there this year. Yes, they did. Um, they did a very good some season. very big animals went down, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. You guys and just tune in a couple weeks. There's going to be a lot of stuff that you'll be hearing at the same time I hear it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, you guys, if you've been listening for a while, we do the Alaskan episodes every year, and we don't really get much info because they're, you know, 100 miles from the nearest civilization, and it's arguably not even civilization. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, it's always a really good time to hear those stories because it almost sounds like it's from another world mm-hmm. um, that far off into the the mountains mm-hmm. but um yeah so uh look forward to that and i think we can officially i mean this is friday night we're recording this we're off we're off our typical schedule but we are i would say officially on the countdown yeah um, this time in seven days we'll be be doing like it having a beer you know cheers into the season all over again so yeah um i'm pumped i hope you guys are as excited as we are um and Make sure you guys are all still getting outside.